Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome Hi. to today's session. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I actually kind of already have an idea of the direction that I want to go. If that's okay with you, I. Yeah. No. Of course. What do you What do you want to do? All right. Well. All right. Well, I've been struggling with something specific. Um, I am kind of worried about my memory. Hmm. Uh, okay. I'll. You know, it things will happen, and I'll just kind of like not really remember them. And I I don't know if it's because the things that happen are sort of inconsequential, or they just don't feel important, or you know, or are boring, or kind of, uh, or or if I just purposely push them out of my memory because they're unpleasant. Mm -hmm. um, I think a good sort of case study for this is uh, I. I watched I watched a I watched a film called Blonde. Oh, as in the gentleman prefer variety? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's you know a, a film by Andrew Dominic, famously director of uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, also the Tim and Tim and Eric skit, the Tim Heidecker skit, uh, killing them softly. Uh. And I don't really remember anything that happened in Blonde. Well, to be fair, um, I think a film like Blonde is um, what we in the business like to call a mixed bag. Mm. Um, in that a lot happens in it, uh -huh. but kind of nothing does. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can piece together what I can remember. Just kind of uh piece together the movie we we can create like an image of the film um right well outline. let's let's start with something simple do you remember what aspect ratio the movie was in um all of them yeah no that's okay all right that's a all good right. start <laughs> cool i remembered that <laughs> it was in all of them it was in tick there was some tiktok stuff in there if i remember correctly yeah there's a there's a part where it's uh it looks like the youtube stabilization algorithm uh, -huh. uh on a cell phone video there's a part where the movie went one bit and it was just a long line on the screen. Okay, but if they did that, if they did like a, and here's like a part where it's like an 8-bit segment, I'd have been like, I gotta give you five stars. <laughs> That's experimental filmmaking. That's crazy. That's just crazy enough to work. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I remember she's a child and her mother is crazy and freaking out and trying to kill her. Mm -hmm. Um. And I remember, I remember fire. There's, there's, uh, they're driving through fire, and there's fire on the ceiling. Yeah, and and her mother turns to her and says, "Fire, walk with me." Yeah, 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 um, that part. And and the film opens with the like, look, look, Norma, that's your motif. <laughs> <laughs> look, but look, Norma, a recurring image that will appear throughout this movie. Mmm. Look, Norma, images. And it and it kind of was like set up like that picture of uh of the one shitty three D smiling emoji with the thumbs up, but it's like on a wall with a massive crack in it. <laughs> it's like literally set up exactly like that shot, but it's a photo of some guy. <laughs> yes, um, you're gonna have to send me that because I I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'll put it okay. in the video. Yeah, so I mean, like you know, we're we're starting off. We have this vision of childhood. It, uh. Very dreamlike, which is kind of actually a thing that I I remember appreciating about it. Uh, like it, it feels like a child's nightmare for for the first 
20 minutes. Uh, and then that style seems to kind of persist uh, in a way that is really uncomfortable, especially in a movie that uh, is, is definitely very accused of infantilizing a, a, a complex figure from history. Uh, well, I mean, okay, other stuff I remember... I guess Joyce Carol Oates wrote a fucking thing. It wrote some fanfic about Marilyn Monroe, and that's what this movie is about. I would call it a crackfic, I think is what the okay. terminology is. Great. Uh, yeah, I, I... I don't... This is like some East Coaster shit. I don't understand this whole entire thing. I don't understand why you'd make like a fake... Uh, well, I, I guess I... I guess I can, I, I can piece it together. I can piece together the artistic intent. Uh, I haven't read any Joyce Carol Oates, anything other than her tweets, which are, um, masterpieces, each and every one. I, I was just talking about this with someone where it's like, um, God, who did I put it as? It was like, just, just one of those, like every, like, just like a banger tweeter. Hold on. I said, she's to girls Twitter, what Trump was to boys Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, just the way she talks is so funny. That yes. like you kind of if you get you get exposed to it too much and you just start like working in some of like her ways of like tweeting because she's just she's just good at it. Like she's good yeah. at Twitter. <laughs> she's yeah, absolutely. She has this sort of Richard Dawkins uh, aura about her posting. Uh, yeah. And so wh who better to deliver us a film about, uh, I guess, Marilyn Monroe? Uh, there was. A long time, it, the dust has long since settled because, you know, we're we're poor. We can't afford to go out on opening weekend and, and buy tickets like that. We got to wait for the fucking torrents and, and shit. Um, well, and also neither of us have Netflix at this point because, like, <laughs> fuck you if you think I'm paying for Netflix. Yeah, for real. 20 bucks a month. Fuck you. Uh, So, yeah, so there's, I mean, like, there's obviously a deep well of drama and a deep well of uh insane takes and posting that we could you know dip our ladle into um yeah i i think a good way to put it is that it's like uh we wanted to wait for people to move on because the discourse was really annoying it was very annoying and we just like we don't want to talk about this movie while people are like having like the two the two opinions being like this no movie should ever feature a metaphoric depiction of the treatment of women in the Hollywood system by showing bad things happen. Uh, and then the flip side of that is like, I think the movie should have had more rape in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the full spectrum. Of yeah. The, the, the really the, the two, uh, the two opinions that people had, which, which kind of made watching it really underwhelming. <laughs> This movie has plenty of rape, actually. Yeah. That's my that's where I, I stand on it. That's my official yeah. decree. I feel like how do how do I want to put this? I think people need to I think of people including people who position themselves as like pro shocking art. Uh-huh. Need to like see more shocking art. <laughs> because <laughs> cause this is like not really that big of a deal. This is, like, not really that interesting of a film. No, it's it's really not. I mean, like, 
I, I don't know. It, it, it's a difficult. It's a difficult situation because uh, I don't want to be put in a position where I'm like, if I'm if I accuse this film of being masturbatory and misogynistic, which it definitely, definitely is, unquestionably. Oh uh, yeah. Like I, I don't want to be put in the camp of tender queers who uh, don't think that this stuff. It's possible to depict this stuff, especially if you're a male director. Uh, I, I, it's, it's just a matter of like, if you're a male director and you do this, you do make yourself an easy target. It's like going to school with kick me on your back. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, except, except instead of kick me, it's like, you're kicking everybody else in the shins. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the big problem, and this is a problem that I would put on blonde as well as all the way to on the worser end of the spectrum, like men. Yeah. Is that. If you're going to make a movie like this as a male director, you got to be willing to, like, kind of admit you might be a bit of a misogynist. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like there's a a level of hedging your bets that happens here that, like, you're not going to get in a Lars von Trier film, for better or worse. (laughs) You're not going to get, you know, for better, like, Lars von Trier, for better or worse we'll hire a misogyny consultant for his movies <laughs> to make it more misogynist. Oh, um, yeah. And I just feel like if you're gonna, like, make a movie like this, it's not like, oh, you should go whole hog and be worse about it. Mm-hmm. But you gotta be, like, a little more... Like, you don't need to beat over the audience's head what you're doing, because that comes off, like, more like, okay, so this is, like, a weird misogyny thing. But you don't want to, like, confront that in yourself. So you're like, man, (laughs) it sucks the way dudes in the 50s treated broads. I would never do this to you. (laughs) I would never do this to you, ladies. Like, that's what it comes off as. It just comes off as three hours of, I would never do this to you. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a lot of of films like that in the Pantheon recently. Yeah. And I'm I'm just, like... Like... I don't want to be like, if you're going to be a misogynist, at least be interesting. But I am. I am going to be like that. If you're going to be a misogynist, yeah, yeah, yeah. at least be interesting. Yeah. I, and, like, I don't know. I wish I could be one of those people who knew dick about dick. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't care about Marilyn Monroe, really. I don't care about Joyce Carol Oates. Uh, I certainly don't care about... Uh, Joe DiMaggio or Arthur Miller or any of these kind of uh, tertiary characters. I did watch, like, a couple of other things. I watched that fucking weird, awful movie that Marilyn... Like, the last movie Marilyn Monroe made uh, that Arthur Miller wrote. Um, Bored to tears by it. I read a little bit of Arthur Miller's, like, tell-all sort of old guy... uh, reflections on Marilyn Monroe. Um, it was illuminating, but I was also bored to tears by that. I don't know. Who fucking cares? Uh, who fucking cares about whether Anna de Armas looks like Marilyn Monroe? She does okay, I guess. Uh, it, it's... I, 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 I will say, okay, in her defense, there was a lot of performances that she had in this where I was like, man, if you had, like, better a better script... Yeah, <laughs> you would yes. be knocking it out of the park <laughs> because I feel like every line that like every scene or moment that I really like comes off as if it was probably taken more or less directly from the novel because it has a very like novel logic framework or like way of talking or presenting to it. Yeah, uh, and those feel like the scenes where she's the strongest. 
And then the scenes that are just like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I sent Baru this while I was watching the movie. There's an old Connor O'Malley skit um where he's doing if you want to get into like discre- to to like disrespectful depictions of dead celebrities, there's an old Connor O'Malley skit where he's playing Johnny Carson and oh they have one God, of the actresses yes. come out uh as Anna Nicole Smith um and she eats a cigarette and they're like, didn't you die? And she's like, I did die, but I'm back. And then there's just a part where she just stands up and she goes like, do you like my body? And just keeps repeating that while the audience just fucking goes insane. And it's just close-ups of sweaty men jerking off while she's just repeating that over and over. And it literally looks like a scene in this film. It is a scene scene that happens twice in this movie. And I was like, wow, this conveyed this movie's intent in like a like a two minute bit in a larger <laughs> skit. Yeah, like at a certain point, like I can appreciate sort of slow, slow tracking shots or and, and you know, all sorts of like dreamlike imagery or whatever. But the, the full like some of what we saw was like drooling men leering over a, a drug addict woman yeah, uh, uh, it's enough to convince me that the reality of that situation, yeah, wasn't so great. Marilyn Monroe probably had a, a mixed bag of a life. She sure did not have a lot of fun. Uh, but at at the same time, like it's this, it's the seeing of it and the the sort of demand of like she needs to get raped on screen eight zillion times, and she needs to have JFK come in her mouth while fireworks. Uh, well, explode well, on the TV. Well, well, on a phone call that's like, sir, bad news, you're getting 1960s Me too <laughs> Like, like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, men are bad, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. It, yeah, it's it, it, like... Poor dame, she's just looking for a daddy, but every man betrays her. <laughs> this guy beat her. This guy... Um, wrote down a dialogue exchange that they had. <laughs> I guess is the problem there. She's just looking for a daddy to make her pregnant, which is what all women want to be, and she wants to talk to her baby fetus. Oh God, the baby, the talking to the the fetus talking to her part is fucking, so fucking bad. And that's like one of those things that like. I'm assuming was probably in the novel, but again, there's a type of logic and thing that you can put in a novel that works because it can be understood as a character's internal, like, like mindset that does not work when what you do is just put on screen. Uh, Anna de Armas looking at her stomach and going, baby, (laughs) you're talking to me. (laughs) Well, you, you're the same baby as the other one. Oh, no, no, I won't hurt you. The other, the, I didn't want to get the abortion. I'm sorry, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. The, also, the miscarriage scene where she like tumbles on the beach and just falls on her stomach, and there's like gallons and gallons of blood that shoot out of her pussy. Uh, um, definitely realistic. Definitely like not silly or anything. Uh, you know, normal. I- I think in regards to like people talking about like, oh, well, the film's really experimental. And it's like, eh, sort of for like a Netflix movie. Um, the thing about it that like stuck out to me was how many sequences. And that's a great one. 
where it's like the film is like this experimental air quotes like mediation whatever but it also assumes the person watching it is fucking stupid because <laughs> there's like there's like the scene where she's on the set of uh some like it hot and then he's like you're not dumb just clumsy and then she gets this like look on her face of like shock and like d- unease and it's like okay in a competent film they would assume that their actress is strong enough to give her performance that the thing that just happened like 10 minutes ago, the audience is going to remember so that they're like, oh, that like is really triggering to her because it's it's a moment of her confusing the character she's playing on screen for the char- person she is in real life, for the character she plays in real life. And so when she's called not dumb but clumsy, it reminds her of when she, like, was clumsy and tripped and fell and had a miscarriage. But the movie's just like, no, they're not going to be able to put that together. Let's cut back to the miscarriage. (laughs) And it does that, like, multiple times. There's, like, the part when she meets Joe DiMaggio and he's like, how'd you get your start in film? Again, she gives a great performance that totally could convey to the audience she's having a PTSD moment of remembering, like, the sexual violence that she was met with when she entered the studio system, but they just show it again. Like, I fucking forgot that it happened ten minutes ago. Right. Yeah. Not... Not a very smart film. I mean, there was that fucking interview segment floating around where it was uh, Andrew Dominic being like, ah, gentlemen, for stupid. All of her movies are stupid. She's stupid. Stupid woman. He said pretty much exactly that. I'm not paraphrasing. <laughs> Uh, he basically was like, uh, Marilyn Monroe, stupid woman, I hate women. Um, and, uh, that exact quote ran in the interview article. Uh, no, but I mean, like, he doesn't really, he doesn't really seem to care, um, so much about her past kind of using her as, like, this, like, weird Barbie, uh, which I guess is tonally watertight with a movie that's about how she spent her life being a Barbie for kind of male desires or whatever. Uh, I guess that's how he sees her. It's... And that's, like, the other thing is that's, like, the film also... uh, And that whole hedging its bets things. The film, like, wants it both ways, where he clearly kind of views her as, like, a brain-dead sex pot. Mm -hmm. But then they'll have these moments of, like, she tells Arthur Miller, oh, this character you wrote who's clearly based on, like, a woman that you were obsessed with uh, only pretended to read your poems because she's illiterate. And he's like, my God, I never thought of that. <laughs> or, like, you read this book? My God, this dame's got brains. But wow. it's like, it doesn't come off as convincing because then, like, you don't see her reading. You <laughs> you don't see her act in any way outside of these moments that are very, like, uh... Girls can have brains, too. And it's like, just, if you don't view her that way, don't try to hedge your bets by putting this in there. Because as it turns out, even if she's dumb, bro, she doesn't deserve to be treated like that. Like, <laughs> this idea, like, oh, isn't it tragic that she's not stupid, and thus it is unacceptable to treat her this way? Yeah. 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 There's, ugh. God, that's a very good point. There, There's a lot of that going on here. Um, it's just... It's just totally all over the place with like what it wants to do, and I assume it's it's just a, a tension between it's an adaptation of something written by a woman who is like of the actual age range where she probably grew up when Marilyn Monroe was like a relevant figure to her life, and thus has like you know 
more of a probably complicated relationship to her as an icon of like femininity and she wrote it in like fucking 2000 yeah. uh versus a guy in 2022 making a f- adaptation of that where it's just like he, his relationship to that image is i don't know maybe he remembers like the britney spears meltdown stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean uh you know he might have been uh, Andrew Dominic is 55. You might have been around for a little bit of Marilyn, but probably not very much, I don't think, at all. Uh, wait, when the fuck did she die? She died, I don't even know when she I, died. She died, like, before Kennedy. So oh, no, I she, think died, she died when he was a child, so no, yeah. no never mind. Uh, absolutely not. Which, sidebar, complete cowardice. I found out that in the book, Marilyn Monroe is assassinated by JFK. That's, why would you not put that in the fucking right? movie? That's so fuck that is such a fucking like if you're gonna like fuck with like uh you know if you're gonna do something like this where it's like you're you're kind of playing around with like reality why would you not go with that yeah (laughs) like that's such a better ending to this film well why are you trying to be on both sides of the fence as far as being like a, a biopic slash like a not biopic you know what i mean like Oh, yeah, so we can have uh, this part where she has a thruple with Charlie Chaplin's son and this other asshole uh, that sadly never happened. Uh, I'm so, I was so sad to hear that. I was yeah. like, that's so badass of her. <laughs> yeah, she, Marilyn Monroe did not normalize polyamory, unfortunately. Uh, which, you know, shame on her for not doing that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, to 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 kind of toss out yeah to toss out certain elements of Joyce Carol Oates' stuff and just be like actually we're going to talk about what really happened to her she died of an overdose uh great thanks i guess i already knew i already knew that i knew about that and, and she died of an overdose because uh she was really sad about the about um about her dad not uh emailing her I guess Charlie Chaplin's son is the reason Marilyn Monroe is dead, which I'm sure the Chaplin estate would love. To yeah, <laughs> would love. And what is the Kennedy estate going to do if, like, if they had it actually end of JFK assassinating her? Yeah, you know, I wonder. Oh, Kennedys famously don't kill women that they're involved with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder that too. It's like, have the Kennedys just been beaten up enough by? "Quote unquote," the media probably not. They probably deserve more. Uh, but I, I don't know what's what's going on with the Kennedy family. Why why can't we depict this? The other reason I wanted to come in today and talk to you, um, therapy wise, is uh, I don't really know what to do with myself since pussy cam. Oh God, the double pussy cam! I forgot about that. Pussy cam. It happens a lot in this yeah. film. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm speechless about it. I didn't, there was a lot, I mean, like, okay, making movies, the magic of making movies, Holly Weird, Hollywood, uh, there's a bunch of, like, body-mounted, like, gimbal shots or whatever. There's a really hilarious one of Joe DiMaggio just running around the house being like, come here, woman, I'm about to beat you. It's so, it's like, almost camp like the film teeter is so close and it would have been so much better if it was like full mommy dearest oh, which again yeah. 
another great example of like if you're gonna do a character assassination film like have fun with it have fun absolutely mommy dearest is incredible it's 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 the model for this kind of thing uh and instead we got forrest gump for her or whatever yeah (laughs) for her gump jesus the the like scene when the they force a force her to have an abortion again and then she wakes up and she's like oh what a terrible dream and then she just moves the pillows and she's just covered in blood and she just stumbles away like oh terrible dream that i just had i was like this is so fucking goofy (laughs) (laughs) how are you how am i supposed to look at this and not laugh like this is (laughs) such a that is a fucking because it's not just like she opens it and there's like a bit of blood there that you can notice she lifts it and she's like literally coated in blood from like the waist down like how is that not a comedy play yeah i feel like this movie itself is on barbiturates (laughs) it would again would have been better (laughs) i just i just keep i the scene when she's fucking Cass and eddie and then it they turn into like they're on a waterfall fucking and then it's an ad for the movie Niagara and they're like jerking her off in the theater while watching it. I was just like, this is what people are like. Wow. It's a really experimental film. I'm like, this is like, it's stupid. (laughs) It's just, it's just a lot of really stupid choices. Every time there's a, a cool experimental shot or like, concept or interest like i like the massive crowds i like the weird awful cgi mouths um there's like an incredibly stupid one like they fuck on a waterfall or she she flees from her abortion and runs into her childhood home that's on fire again and then opens a drawer that has a baby in it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i yeah, I, I don't know. What is there to say? Like, it's so nakedly... Like, it's obviously so nakedly misogynistic. Like, I, I don't think... I don't think it was worth the Twitter arguments. Like, we, yeah. we see what's happening here. <laughs> and again, the, the problem is that whenever people want to argue stuff about that, they, like... They don't want to accept that, like, they could they could yield that something is misogynistic but still has, like, value as an art form or as, like, an art piece yeah and so the conversation just gets hung up on that mm-hmm. and so then you end up with the arguments we're talking about before where it's like it's either like any depiction of this is inherently bad and you shouldn't do it and it's a bad movie if you do this because it's upsetting uh or it's like actually it's good to depict that and it's never misogynistic and you can't critique a film uh for its very obvious tonal uh implications <laughs> and if you did that would imply that the movie might not be good <laughs> right yeah and sometimes it simply isn't sometimes, like that's that's the saddest part of it all <laughs> is all of that and it's still a netflix movie <laughs> Netflix got you guys. Netflix got you guys to talk about a movie they made. Uh, Netflix finds a fucking way. The the, the, the fucking machine is getting way too smart. (laughs) I had to to spend like a year thinking about Stranger Things because of what they've done. What they've done to what they've done to Kate. 
what yeah. they've done to Miss Bush. Oh, like, God. for better and for worse. The amount of times I've gone to, like, artists that I enjoyed when I was, like, in my early 20s, late teens, and now there's, like, Zoomers there, which, to our Zoomers in the audience, we love you. Stop sitting on the floor at a concert. Are you fucking crazy? Oh my god, That's I'll kick disgusting. you in the head. I will That's kick you disgusting. in the head if I see I've you. I've gone to that. so many I've gone to so many shows where it's like, oh, this song was in like a Netflix show called like uh Why I'm Gay. And uh now there's a bunch of like um kids dressed like a hundred gex uh characters. Um sitting on the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, that's where people like Stand with their shoes that are outside. Like, what are you doing? That's you're gonna get a disease. Didn't we <laughs> just have a pandemic? What are you doing? Get up off the goddamn floor. You're not a dog. I mean, maybe, maybe you are a dog. I mean, some, some of them probably are dogs. Yeah, <laughs> I take it back. But still, that is not the place, even for even for a dog. Yeah, I wouldn't bring a dog to. The, I wouldn't put a dog on the concert floor. <laughs> There's a reason why if you get knocked over in the mosh pit, everyone stops to pick you up. Like it's 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 a oh, safety yeah. hazard. Tripping hazard, absolutely. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Just a very It's it's yeah, it's top to bottom just kind of frustrating. It's a very expensive film that was a lightning rod for uh a bunch of basically a bunch of queer people getting angry at each other because of what um a, a rich idiot man, white man, uh, did <laughs> with, with a bunch of actors. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I guess I would be like, what did you think of? What did you think of Adrian Brody? But it's like, what is there to think? What is there to think about anything here? Yeah, no, I don't know. He he was on screen. He was there. He, he was up. visible for most of the shots. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, he was he was present. He arrived. He I guess I suppose the playwright Arthur Arthur Miller was a part of Marilyn Monroe's life. That is so true, bestie. I feel like if this film didn't have like massive discourse, I would have got through the first hour and I would have stopped and we would not have done an episode on it. Yeah, because I had had to watch this in like three sittings because I just kept getting like annoyed and not even like again not mad because it's disrespectful or even mad because it's misogynistic i just kept getting mad because it's just a fucking annoying movie (laughs) it's i feel like there's a subset of theater kid nonsense that's like it's like learned theater kid nonsense it's like oh you know about uh bygone eras of of the theater and end of Hollywood, uh, which is nothing typically to be ashamed about. Um, but I, I feel that the tone that is taken by a lot of people, uh, I mean, it's, it's no wonder there are so many uh, like millennials and zoomers who are off put and who just don't want to know anything about anything because of the pretension. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exhibited by these people. Uh, I, I, and I think this movie is so uh, supposedly for them. Yeah. I, I was gonna say relatedly, it is super funny how much I saw people who definitely did not don't know anything about Marilyn Monroe who <laughs> were just like, "This is so disrespectful to her legacy." So many things that happened that didn't even really happen, and it's like you have n- not thought about Marilyn Monroe 
in probably five years before this movie came out. Marilyn Monroe is like an elf on the shelf to you if you're like a millennial <laughs> or a zoomer. Like she is, it's she's like a painting of Jesus Christ that hangs in your parents' home. She is. They're just like there isn't even a scene where she puts on a Chicago Bulls jersey and pulls out two guns. Like there's yeah. not even that happens in the film. Where's her tattoos? Like, right. <laughs> she doesn't smoke. <laughs> oh. She God. doesn't. She, she doesn't say look like Marilyn, smoke like Marley. <laughs> <laughs> Her famous line, that's, you know, shit she always used to say. And where's the cake? Where's the cake that she pops up out of and goes, happy birthday, Mr. President. Oh, God, I feel like that scene should have been a shoe in. I am actually surprised that he he had the restraint to not reference that. Yeah, that like a restraint that is nowhere else in this film. (laughs) It's like you might as well have you might as well have put it in. Uh, I think they have it in the 2001-ish miniseries for Blonde that they also made. Oh yeah, I saw I saw that when I was looking up a, a bit about the movie. I was yeah, I was semi-interested, but Blonde is apparently a book that's been kicking around for 20 years at this point. Yeah, no, I, I was reading up on it, and uh, I, and I guess like at one point Naomi Watts, like like 10 years ago. Like, ten years ago, there was a time when this movie was going to get made with my Naomi Watts. Which is insane. <laughs> that would have been such a... I, I'm just, like, trying to imagine that. That's, like, such a different movie. The miniseries departed from the novel in leaving out the idea, which Oates discusses at length, that Monroe may have been assassinated. What is going on? <laughs> I mean, that is a real conspiracy, I will say that. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> We can put all this other fucking stupid dumb shit in the, in our adaptations. We can put in her thruple, whatever, who cares? Uh, but no, she was there. There's no way we're putting in the part about her being assassinated by uh, the Kennedy family. And it's like weird because like thematically, that's so much better than like she kills herself. Yeah, that would have been that would have made me love the movie if that's how it like, ended. Because that's so much. That's just a lot more like. I don't know. That's really poignant that it's like her whole life is defined by what men do to her. So, of course, her death would also be defined by what men do to her. Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, like, I don't know. They they found another reason for men to cause her death. Uh, a, mu- a much more annoying and stupid reason, no less. I think, honestly, an even bolder choice would have just been just to be like, she doesn't die. <laughs> she actually just just, like quit acting and disappear (laughs) that would have been like such a ballsier ending (laughs) god oh Susie Kennedy an English Marilyn Monroe impersonator and historian for over 20 years openly despised the film (laughs) Uh, I I do love this uh, I love these set of quotes from Dominic uh huh um let me see here. Uh, why is Marilyn Monroe the great female icon of the 20th century? For men, she is an object of sexual desire that is desperately need in need of rescue. Don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, for women, she embodies all the injustices visited upon the feminine, a sister, a Cinderella, co-signed to live among the ashes. Also not really true. Yeah. <laughs> about, like, the... Women um, famously uh, see 
a woman who is uh oh we're we're dipping into the hot girl hot passing yeah. privilege we can't we can't go down that road but i forgot about that that was a that was a fun sidetrack of the discourse about this film you know that that discourse is almost enough to argue that this film is camp like that that discourse yeah. discourse existing because that was so fucking funny uh and also like there there was like a counter there was this whole argument about it and there was like this counter discourse of just like you know, well, people being like, oh, Joyce Carol Oates, she's just an old bitty. She's she's not sexy. She can't write. She can't write about a sexy woman. And then people being like, uh, she was a baddie when back in the day. Uh, God, just one of the funniest arguments ever on Twitter. It's so, worth it for that. The the like leaping to defense of Joyce Carol Oates by arguing that she actually was hot. Like, arguing <laughs> whether or not she used to be hot is, like, the most Twitter-brained argument I've ever seen. <laughs> Roundtable discussion. Was Joyce Carol Oates a baddie? Yeah. Roundtable discussion. Could Joyce Carol Oates have gotten it? <laughs> <laughs> Theoretically, now, in a theoretical hypothet hypothetical situation, could Joyce Carol Oates, quote-unquote, get it? I think, I think a fun thing that, to end out on would be uh, the, the Andrea Dworkin quote on uh, Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, the consummate sexual doll, is empowered to act, but afraid to act, perhaps because no amount of acting, however inspired, can convince the actor herself that her ideal female life is not a dreadful form of dying. Wow. Uh, she died alone, possibly acting on her own behalf for the first time. Death, one imagines, numbs the pain that barbitures and alcohol cannot touch. Hmm. Thanks, Andrea. Yeah. That's that's you know. Maybe she should have made the fucking movie. Right? Well, <laughs> she's also dead, unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe she should have come back to the life and made the fucking movie. Uh I'm really that that's from Right Wing Women, which is a book of hers I've been I've been looking at picking up and finally reading. I hope to scrub my mind of any memory of this. Uh oh, I, I'm already well on the way. Yeah. Uh I I I did it in I did it in shifts, but I got through the film, and it really wasn't worth it. I mean, I guess the last like I feel like the last third of the movie is like where he put all of the like more interesting visuals and like ideas. Mm. I think because that would be like you know leave the longest impact. Because when I got to that part, I saw a lot of what people were talking about that they liked about this film. But I was still remembering that it took me like two hours to get there. <laughs> and yeah, that those I, two hours like fucking sucked. I think you probably watched it in the most ideal way because I watched it all like sitting through. And by that point, I was in such a fugue state um, that I didn't even understand half of what I was seeing. Uh, when we got to the when it got to the part of the baby talking to her, I felt as though I was dreaming. I felt as though I had taken <laughs> a lot of NyQuil. Uh and I, I felt as though I had eaten an entire NyQuil chicken, uh, and I didn't know what was happening anymore. And I still don't. I st I'm still in the same fugue state. I've been, I've been knocked out of my own consciousness by Andrew Dominic, uh, in another stupid, stupid-ass movie by him. Oh my god. Hey, speaking of stupid shit, I actually didn't know this until right now. Uh, Dominic said that he did his own research by reading several of Monroe's biographies and that he used very little of Oates' novel Blonde in the movie. Great! <laughs> so, so, what I said earlier where I feel like everything in the film that kind of worked was probably what was taken and everything else wasn't, I guess I was fucking right. 
<laughs> the like two percent of the Joyce Carol Oates book that ended up. Well, then why is she even involved in the like? What is the? What do you do? What do you do, man? There's like all the of these was... quotes about her like involvement and her seeing the film and like approving it and stuff, but it's like barely hers. I, I guess they said that the book is the Bible for the film. So my guess is he probably took like the general structure of it and then filled it in with his own things, which is fine. That's totally an acceptable way to do an adaptation. Yeah. Uh, it absolutely explains why there's so, why it's so tonally all over the fucking place. <laughs> Very schizophrenic. <sighs> well, Bad movie. That's <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Almost, almost camp, but needs to be like an hour shorter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, God. Yeah. So I was, I was wondering, in with regard to like, I don't know, with with regard to kind of scrubbing this movie out of my mind. Do you have anything that you can kind of um, anything that you can prescribe? Any like barbiturates or anything? Uh, yeah, well, so we're actually in um, we're in the golden age of fake biopics right now. Uh-huh. So um, I prescribe um, the new Daniel Radcliffe movie, Weird. Sorry, about oh. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. Hmm. Perhaps maybe we can. Perhaps maybe I can return here to the yeah. therapy office. Perhaps, uh, perhaps we could discuss your treatment plan mm-hmm. soon. Soon. Oh. Perhaps even more, perhaps there are even more fake biopics that we can discuss here in the office. <laughs> oh. 